بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم ووالاهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الدين عند الله الإسلام وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بادروا بالأعمال فتنا كقطع الليل المظلم يسبح الرجل مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا وقال يمسي مؤمنا ويسبح كافرا يبيع دينه بعرض من الدنيا وكما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله العظيم صدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسبت العلماء اكرام بسبت الالذين بردس الله سبحانه وتعالى had blessed our beloved nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with an immense amount of knowledge and it was through this knowledge granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Nabi alayhi salatu wassalam informed us of the events and the incidents of the nations of the past and it's also through this very same knowledge that Nabi alayhi salatu wassalam predicted, foretold, prophesized and informed us of events and incidents that will occur before the day of Qiyamah, towards the end times, before the coming of Qiyamah. And the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum had heard these words from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They had heard these prophecies, these predictions from Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam. They believed in it, they wholeheartedly accepted it. And they did us the great favor of conveying this message to the generation that came after them. And the generation that came after them, they did us the great favor of conveying it to the generation that came after them. And this continued until finally these prophecies, these predictions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has reached us and we, rea- we read and we hear these hadith and these prophecies and predictions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But my dear, my dear brothers, the amazing part, subhanallah, is that the nations of the past, they heard this hadith, they wholeheartedly believed in this hadith, the scholars of the time tried their best to give the most accurate interpretation and explanation of these predictions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But my dear brothers, we are living in such a time where subhanallah, not only are we reading and we are hearing these ahadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa these predictions and prophecies of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa but we are living in that era and that time where we are seeing these prophecies and predictions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa becoming a reality and unfolding right before our eyes. An example of this, my dear brothers, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told us that amongst the signs of Qiyamah, amongst the signs of the end times is that أن ترى الحفاة العراط العالة بعاشا يتقاولون في البنيان that you will find people who not long ago would have been herdsmen they were tribesmen they were shepherds looking after sheep and goats but these people will now be blessed with an, with an obscene amount of wealth an obscene amount of wealth and now they begin to compete each other to see who can, who can erect the tallest building and the tallest structure, currently in the world, the tallest building is the Burj Khalifa, which stands at 830 meters high. But currently there is a building being erected in Jeddah. 
which is on hold at the moment, but if completed, when completed, is planned to stand at one kilometer tall. One kilometer tall. And the person has to do some background checks and go into the history of the people who are behind us. One will find that these people not long ago, maybe 150 years ago, maybe 200 years ago, these people were shepherds, and these people were tribesmen, and these people were herdsmen. Predicted by Nabi Ali Salatu Wasallam more than 1400 years ago, and we are living in that time, we are seeing these predictions become a reality and unfold before our eyes. Another example, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, لا تقوم سعى حتى تعود أرض العرب مروجا وأنهارا that قيامت will not come قيامت will not come until you see the lands of the Arabs once again be transformed into meadows and rivers begin to flow in the lands of the Arabs again my dear brothers this hadith had baffled the ulama of the past that Makkah Mukarrama the place where Allah describes as وَادِ غَيْرِ ذِي زَرْ a place that has absolutely no vegetation whatsoever. No plants inside, no life inside. That this place once again is transformed into meadows and begins to flow with rivers. This uh, baffled the ulama of the past. But my dear brothers, many of us will be aware of the recent rains in Makkah, Mukarramah, which has resulted by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in, which resulted in uh, our abnormal growth of vegetation in Makkah Mukarramah. People who have lived their entire lives in those places have said that never in our lives have we seen, have we seen such greenery in Makkah Mukarramah. One person from South Africa described me saying, as though I was looking at the mountains of the Drakensburg during our summertime, how green that place has become. So this is a prediction of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Abu has said that when you see, when you see, the mountains, when you see the buildings of Makkah, when you see the buildings of Makkah becoming taller than the mountains of Makkah, they know that Qiyamah is very, very close. My dear brothers, this hadith as well, baffled the ulama of the past. They could not fathom, they could not understand that the mountains of Makkah, Jabal Abu Qubais, Jabal Umar, Jabal Qayqi'an, Jabal Khandama, huge imposing mountains of Makkah, Mukarramah, they could not fathom that any human being will have the ability and the capacity to put up a structure taller than the mountains of Makkah, Mukarramah. But subhanallah, Majibadis, many of us would have seen it firsthand or see some picture. Today, the tall buildings of Makkah, Mukarramah, towering over the mountains of Makkah, Mukarramah. Again, predicted by Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 1400 years ago, but we see this unfolding right before our eyes. And my dear brothers, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had told us, that when the end times come, then you will see many, many trials, many, many difficulties, many, many hardships, which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had, 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 uh, had called fitan. You will see many, many fitan, many, many trials, tribulations, difficulties, hardships becoming apparent. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told us that these hardships, these trials, these tribulations, these fitan will have two qualities in them. Number one, قَقِطَعِ اللَّيْلِ الْمُظْلِمِ That these tribulations, these trials will be like the dark parts of a night. Like the dark parts of the night. The night when the sun first sets, yes the darkness has now come, but it's still a bit of light in the sky. But as the night progresses, it becomes darker and darker and darker. Likewise, my dear brothers, these tribulations will come. A person will go through some difficulty, some hardship. 
the ummah will go through some fitnas, suffer some fitna, face some fitna. And they think that this is the most evil, and this is the darkest calamity we ever faced. Only to find that the fitna and the calamity that comes after it will be worse than the first one. That is why Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala, on one occasion people came to him to complain to Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu about the torment that they are facing at the hands of Hajjaj. So Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu told them that all oh, people make sabr. Because verily I heard your Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa saying that no fitna, no time will come except that the time after it will be worse than the time before it. So one quality of these fitnas, my dear brothers, that each one will be worse than the one before. And Allah's Nabi also said that the quality of these trials and tribulations can yaghan min balin in qata'a silkuhu fatataba. Allah's Nabi said that these fitnas will come one after the other, one after the other. Intensity, intensity one after the other. Like how a person has a, a, a pearl necklace or a person has a tasbih. And once the part of the string of the tasbih snaps, and how those beads fall one after the other, one after the other, likewise these fitnas will come one after the other, one after the other. As Umar told us, he had described the fitnas as tamuju kamujil bahar. They will come like the waves of the ocean. Perhaps we have experienced it ourselves, or sometimes we have seen someone else at the beach, the person gets knocked over by a wave, the person just barely manages to get back to his feet, still wiping out the sand and the soil from his eyes, only to find another wave comes crashing and knocks the person over all over again. Likewise, my dear brothers, Allah's Nabi had told us that these fitnas will come one after the other. You'll just be recovering from the fitna, the child of COVID, to be hit by, by looting and rioting. And you'll just be recovering from that only to suffer the setback of destruction caused by rains and floods. One after the other, one after the other. And Allah's Nabi told us that when you see these fitnas apparent, becoming apparent, you will find that a person in that, at that time, a person will wake up in the morning and the person will still have some traces of iman in his heart. But by that evening, the person will suffer the greatest setback, the greatest tragedy that any person can ever suffer. This person will lose his iman. My dear brothers, for a person to lose his wealth, to lose his business, to lose his home, undoubtedly, it is a tragedy. It is something painful. It is agony. But this can never ever compare to the pain and the agony and the suffering of a person losing his iman. For a person to lose his family, undoubtedly a major tragedy, a difficult thing, but is nothing compared to a person losing his iman. Because the tragedies of these worlds, the pain and the agony at most, the person will only suffer until the time he passes away. And then it's over. But the pain and the agony of a person losing his iman, the person will suffer forever and forever and forever. So Allah said a person wake up in the morning and he still has some traces of, of being in his heart, some traces of iman in his heart. But that person before the sun sets on that night, the person will lose his iman. And likewise a person, the sun will set at night and the person will still have iman. But before the sun can rise the next morning, this person will lose his iman. My dear brothers, Allah knows this, but perhaps, my dear brothers, we are living in that time we are seeing, where we are seeing this prophecy of Nabi Wasallam become a reality and unfolding before our eyes. The fires of irtidad, the fires of apostasy are raging in our communities. Last year sometime, there was a senior person of our country 
mashallah, involved in the effort of Dawud and Tabligh, really has his finger on the pulse of the Muslim community in South Africa. So he had given a bayan, a Jumma bayan in one of the venues here in Durban, and he mentioned, he says he cannot speak for our province KZN because he comes from Khauteng. He says where he comes from, he says you can, you can say, you can, you can, you, 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 you barely, you barely meet a single person who can safely say, who can safely say, there is not a single person in my, in my family, in my extended family who has not lost his iman. In every family, every extended family you will find some person or other who has lost his iman. I had mentioned this in another venue, one brother came and told me that Moana, forget, forget, Khauteng, let, let alone Khauteng is also happening here in KZN. I know myself, my dear brothers, in the last month or so I've heard of three people I'm not talking about people who had no connection with deen. But these people perhaps had performed salah in this very same masjid on one occasion. Perhaps some of us would have stood, stood next to these people in salah. Today, three of these people in our communities, conventional Muslim families, they have lost their iman. So my dear brothers, the fires of ibtidad and the fires of apostasy are raging in our community. It has become an obligation upon us to see that how we can protect and how we can preserve our iman, and how we can live with this iman, and how we can pass away with this iman. So my dear brothers, I used to share with you a few points, inshallah, which we can try to inculcate, bring into our lives, which inshallah, through this effort we'll make, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will preserve our iman. Number one, my dear brothers, we have to once again reaffirm our belief in the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لا يدخل الجنة إلا مؤمن لا يدخل الجنة إلا مؤمن that only a person who is the recite of the kalima لا إله إلا الله محمد الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم and of course the nation of the past لا إله إلا الله and for them to believe in their Nabi only these people will enter Jannah only these people will enter Jannah there is only one ticket to Jannah there is only one route to Jannah, and that is La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah says about Jannat, Uiddatul Muttaqin. Jannat is reserved and prepared for the Muttaqin, those people who have Iman, those people who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Numerous ayat of the Quran tell us that Jannat is only for the believers. Do not be swayed, my dear brothers, do not be carried away by this worldwide effort that is being made to try to influence us and tell us it does not matter which religion you believe in. It does not matter what religion you follow. Whether you're a Jew or a Christian or a, or a Muslim, you all coming from Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. You're all following the religions and the teaching of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. What counts is peace and harmony and unity. And it, all, all it matters is that you being a good person. Yes, my dear brothers, being a good, good person is important. Peace, unity, harmony is a good thing. But do not be carried away by these slogans that are trying to snatch our iman away. These slogans that are sugar-coated on the outside, but are rotten on the inside. It's fine as long as you are a good person, as long as you are doing good things. Remember, my dear brothers, Quran Shadi Allah says, وَقَدِبْنَا إِلَىٰ مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا Allah says, tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, you will find a person who will come. You will have mountains of good deeds. Mountains of good deeds. But the person, the active ingredient of Iman was, mis- not, was, was, was missing. So this person's 
amal. This person's deeds will carry absolutely no weight in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, فَجَعَلْنَاو هَبَاءً مَنْسُورًا Ulama explain, like how a person has sunlight coming through the window, onto the carpet, and the person strikes the carpet, and those tiny specks of dust that kick up from the carpet, that normally cannot be seen with the, with the naked eye, those tiny specks of dust, that is Haba'a Mansura. That is the weight of the good actions of a disbeliever in the Akhirat. Absolutely no worth, no weight in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the occasion, our mother, Hazrat Asha radiallahu ta'ala, and asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we should digress for a moment here, my dear brothers. In the Quran Sharif, Allah ta'ala refers to the mothers of the believers, refers to the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Ummahatul Mu'mineen. Oh, Allah, they are the mothers of the believers. Allah did not refer to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the fathers of the believers. مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَاكِرْ رَسُولَ اللَّهُ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِينَ Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not the father of any man amongst you. He is not called the father of the believers. But the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah referred to them as Ummahatul Mu'mineen. Ulama explained that why? He says because a man, a male, can reach a higher rank than being a father. He can become a Nabi, he become a Rasul, he can become Amirul Mu'mineen. But the highest accolades, the highest achievement that any female, any woman can ever achieve is to become a mother, to be called an Umm, to be called a mother. That's why Allah Ta'ala referred to the wives of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as Ummahatul Mu'mineen. Allah gave them the highest accolade that any woman can ever achieve. And my dear brothers, today this is what we need. Today we need real mothers. Today we need real mothers. Alhamdulillah, many women have given birth to children. But today we need real mothers. Mothers who will understand their role. That their job is not to build a career. But their job is to build a home. Women, our mothers are not only great, but our mothers create great people. Say the life of Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi the life of Imam Ahmed Hanbal, the life of Imam Shafi rahmatullahi and see what was the role played by their mothers in their lives. So my dear brothers, kind of what I was saying. So one occasion, Aisha bin Jawad asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, my relative Abdullah bin Judan, he was an amazing person, charitable, cannot be imagined. So tell me, will his charity, will his good deeds ever benefit him in the day, on the day of Qiyamah? Allah's Nabi said, never ever. His good deeds will not benefit him because he did not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my dear brothers, once again reaffirm our faith and our belief that only if you have Iman, only if you pass away with Iman, then you will go to Jannah. A person, no matter how good he may be, no matter how charitable he, be, he may be, no matter how much of work he has done for the community, but if he passes away without Iman, that person will never ever go to Jannah. So the first thing, my dear brothers. Second thing, my dear brothers, we have to have a true worry and a concern for our Iman. Have fikr, a worry and a concern that we pass away with Iman. This was the worry and the fikr of, of, the, of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Tabi'een say, we meet many, many, we met many, many Sahaba, and many, and all, and many of them feared that they were munafiq, that they had lost their iman. And the reality of the matter, my dear brothers, that Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum were living in such a day and age that was conducive to iman. Sahaba say, in Medina Munawwara at that time, tells Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, let alone the believers performing salah and being regular with their salah, even the munafiqun, even the hypocrites, even they will come for salah. And my dear brothers, we are living in such a time 
in such a day and age, my dear brothers, where every billboard, where every advertisement, where every social media post, where every, where every article is calling us away from Iman. So we have to have this worry and this concern that how we can live with Iman and how we can pass away with Iman. The next thing, my dear brothers, is that daily we have to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just as a person who hasn't eaten the entire day, he comes home at night, he's starving, he will not go to bed until he eats something. Likewise, my dear brothers, not a single day should pass without us making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking Allah ta'ala to preserve our iman. Because end of the day, my dear brothers, يُضِلُّ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَيَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah guides who He wants to and Allah misleads whomsoever He wants to. There is no guarantees in life, my dear brothers. The only guarantee in life is death. Besides that, there are no guarantees in life. Today we are sitting here with Iman, alhamdulillah. We do not know what will be our position when we are passing away. So have this worry and this concern and make dua to Allah Ta'ala every single day. In fact, more than one time a day, Allahumma thabbitna ala al-iman, wa mitna ala al-iman, wa shunna yawm al-qiyamati ma al-iman. The next thing, my dear brothers, is in this hadith of which we are discussing, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that badiru bil-a'mali fitna, that beat and outstrip and go ahead of these fitnas and trials and tribulations by being regular with your a'mal, by being regular with your deeds, with your salah, with your tilawat of Quran, with your dhikr of Allah ta'ala, with your, with your charity and there is to be regular with it. Understand my dear brothers, understand. Just as a person who today, may Allah say, every person is a hardcore drug addict. He's, he's, he's addicted to hardcore drugs. That person was not clean yesterday and overnight he became a heavy drug user, addicted to drugs. But rather in English we call it the snowball effect. The snowball effect. Where something may start very small, but as it progresses, it becomes bigger and bigger, bigger until the situation becomes very, very serious. Likewise, my dear brothers, to this drug addict, perhaps he started with some cigarettes or some prescription medication, addicted to it, and this snowballed until the person became a heavy user of drugs. Likewise, my dear brothers, you don't find a person who is in the first stuff of the masjid. And the next day the person loses iman. Rather what happens, it snowballs. The person does not show concern for this first stuff any longer. He goes into the second stuff and then the third stuff. And then he's reading salah at home. And then he's not concerned about the Juma and Jamaat salah. And then eventually the person, it snowballs and then the person eventually loses iman. As Allah's Nabi said, Allah's Nabi told us, people will continue to stay away from the first stuff until eventually this non-concern for your first sub will progress and it will snowball until a person will eventually lose his iman and end up going to Jahannam. So, be regular with your iman, be regular with your amal, your deeds, be pardoned with your deeds. It's very, very sad, my dear on this occasion of Jummah we find that after the Jummah Salah, people race out. People race out without performing their sunnah salah. You know, in English we have the saying, look after the sense, your rams look after itself. What it means is, be concerned for the smaller things, and the bigger things automatically will fall in place. Look after your sunnah, Allah will preserve your fard. Look after your fard, Allah will preserve your iman. But when we should begin to show 
uh, do not show concern for the smaller things. Eventually this will progress, eventually lead, uh, eventually lead to a person losing his iman. So my dear brothers, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us understanding. There are a few other points, time does not allow us to speak about it. Allah ta'ala give us understanding. Allah preserve our iman. Allah preserve the iman of our children, my dear brothers. Only Allah knows what times lie ahead. Allah preserve the iman of the, 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 the iman of our children. May Allah ta'ala, as He has allowed us to sit here in this masjid together. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, Ikhwan and Ala Surah